Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. All right, well, let's get into the Word today. We've been talking about opportunities. Amen. God's presenting all kinds of opportunities to us all the time, hasn't he? Amen. Did he present some opportunities since last time we've had this message last Wednesday? Think about all the opportunities he may have presented to you just this week. Wow, to think about that, you know. It's amazing. You start teaching on something and you'll see things start happening, you know, praise the Lord. And I believe opportunities are coming your way. We're just talking about them. I think you're going to see them more. I believe he's going to make more happen, you know, if you're looking for them. Praise the Lord, and you're ready for those opportunities. Amen. Why wouldn't he present an opportunity if you're looking for it? You know, he if he's presenting them and you're not seeing them, <laughs> how much more if you are looking and what you're you're seeing these opportunities come by? He, you know, God wants to use us in a greater capacity in our lives. He wants to use us in so much more. But it's important that we're seeing the opportunities and we're taking advantage of those things that he's making for us. Amen. The, those those doors that he's opening up for us. Praise the Lord. Amen. And you don't know. I mean, today you could have a door open up even before after this broadcast or during this broadcast. You know, what are you going to do with that door? Amen. What do you what are you going to opportunities are you going to take? Amen. And it's important that you're listening to the Holy Spirit and being sensitive to him. Amen. And everything that you're doing. Let's go to our opening scripture here. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says, For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Wow. Paul says there's a great door, an effectual door of opportunity opened. Amen. You know, and he's he's making great doors open available for everybody, you know, but we have to be looking for those opportunities. Amen. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, the Amplified, it says it like this. This is because a wide door. Wow, that's even better than an open door, a wide door, amen, for effective service. And those are the doors we don't want to miss. This is an opportunity for service for the Lord, amen. That's what we're talking about with these doors of opportunity, are opportunities that are service for the Lord in your lives, amen. Amen, you know, we need to be watching for those doors of service that God is presenting to us every day, amen. You may be with a friend today. You may be spending time with a friend or a family member as he presenting a door of opportunity to you, you know, to be loving and, and present the gospel to that person. Amen. You know, what doors is he opening for you? Praise the Lord. Can you be an encouragement today? Uh, you know, God, I remember one time I was on. Wow. So many stores are coming to me at the time at right now. But I mean, I remember I was uh, at a uh, at a, um, a particular job. I'll never forget. And this gentleman, I believe he was in his 80s. And, uh, you know, I, I worked with him and I'll never forget, you know, he, his mom and dad were pastors and they were preachers in the gospel, you know, and, uh, he had actually backslid and he told me his whole story, you know, and he actually went to a Christian university and, uh, yet he had uh, fallen away from the Lord and everything. And I got opportunities after opportunities to minister to this gentleman, you know, and show love of God to him, you know, and you think about that and what doors is he presenting to you? You know, I'll never forget. I was in the back of a uh, truck one time working, uh, for a very large company. And I'll never forget. I was on the back of the truck and this gentleman had talked about how he had some minister family members and how they had actually back or they actually weren't following the Lord and they were abusing him. And he had all kinds of situations caused him not to love the Lord. 
And I'll never forget, I just happened to be there, you know, on the back of the truck with this guy, you know, and I got to show the love of God to him so, so much and so often to be a blessing to this guy, you know, in a tough circumstance. I'll never forget. It was a tough, it was a tough place to let your light shine. Praise the Lord on the back of this truck. I mean, you talk about some people that were interested in not living for the Lord on these uh, trucks on the back of these, uh, in the back of the, uh, at this company. And I never forget though, I, I ministered to that gentleman and showed the love of God to him and he didn't come back work the next day, you know, and you think about what an impact it had on that gentleman. Think about, you know, he may have changed his life and got him going the right direction after that, you know, but I just happened to be there and I had that opportunity, you know, what opportunities is he presenting to you, you know, today? What is he talking to you about today? Who's in your life, you know, and who can you be a blessing to? And what big opportunities is God presenting to you, you know? I mean, you never know somebody where they're at and what challenges they're going through, you know, uh, but uh, God may use you to be a blessing to them. You know, it's important that we're looking at those opportunities. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 16, nine, we read the, the uh, amplified version says, because a wide door of effective service is open to me and Ephesus, a very promising opportunity. And there are many adversaries. So he saw a large opportunity to minister and uh, yet it was, it had challenges in the way but he still had a wide door. And so it's important that we're, we're taking those opportunities. Amen. And we need to take every opportunity God gives us. First Corinthians 16, nine, the message says it like this, a huge door of opportunity for good work is opened up here. There is also mushroom, mushrooming opposition. So we're presented with opportunities every day of in our lives, some to help us grow in God, some to help us be more successful in our lives, some to help us be more prosperous in God, some to help us be have it more for our dream, help our dream to be accomplished, our visions, amen, to help us further the gospels, amen, the gospel of God, you know. It's important that we're taking advantage of those opportunities and we're not letting them be set aside. So we're going to be talking about it. Like I said, we've been talking about it for a few weeks. You know, we're going to be talking about opportunities today. Praise the Lord. God is always opening doors of opportunities for his people, but it's important that we're sensitive to those opportunities. You know, and it does, you know, opportunities that God presents, you have to be listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have to be someone that hears the Holy Spirit as he's speaking to you. You know, the Bible says he bears witness with our spirit. You know, you're not just your flesh and your bones there. You have a spirit within you, you know, and your spirit. And if you're saved today, you got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And he's in there. He's he, he's there to help you, to be your teacher, your standby. Amen. He'll and he'll guide you through the and help you with opportunities. Praise the Lord. Amen. He's your helper. Isn't it good to know you have a helper? Amen. It's good to know that you have some help in this earth all the things that people are going through and the challenges they're going through today, you know, you're not without help. You know, now there's a whole world out there that it's, there's a lot of people that aren't saved and they don't have help, you know, but it's good to know if you're a Christian today, you have the helper, amen, the teacher on the, on the inside of you to help you through life and to guide you through life. You know, he's, he's been guiding people through this world for centuries, amen. And he, he has no problem guiding you, he has no problem getting you in the right direction that you need to go, but you have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and be sensitive to his opportunities. Amen. We have to be sensitive. We have to take time with him, you know, and you know, it's important that we are taking time with God, you know, you know, we need to make sure that we're having fellowship with God. That's what he wanted with Adam. You know, you look in the Garden of Eden when he walked and talked with the God in the garden, you know, you, you look at that, you know, he, he wants a relationship with you. 
He wants to spend time with you. I, I remember listening to a minister, I'll never forget, and he's the one that helped me get myself rededicated to the Lord some years ago. And I'll never forget what he said, though. He said, you know, I wanted a God I could talk to. Amen. You know, and God's still talking today. Amen. And he's wanting to guide you. He's wanting to help you be successful in life. Amen. And he wants you to fulfill that purpose that he put in you. Amen. He put a purpose within everybody, you know, and you say, well, me? He put a purpose within me. Yes, he put a purpose within you. You didn't just happen to, to come into this earth. Amen. You know, no, your spirit came from heaven. You came to your body, you know. Of course, sin may have some things in the world got you off, you know. But once you got born again, you know, he he's put a purpose for you. He's given you the gifts that you have, the abilities that you have. Amen. He, he's got a purpose for you. Amen. And he wants you to fulfill that purpose. That's why he's presenting opportunities, you know. So you may be able to help somebody someone else can't help. Amen. Because of who you are and the giftings you have. Amen. And, you know, I, they may not listen to me. You know, they might flip on a message and they may not listen to me, but they'll listen to you. Amen. And it's important that you are looking at yourself as a person that, that can jump on those abilities and use those abilities to help somebody and, and take those opportunities as God gives them. Amen. Amen. So it's not for the weak. It's not for the slow to move, and it's not for cowards, amen. This Christian life is not for those types of people, amen. This is for people that are willing to take opportunities, amen. You say, well, that's pretty strong, Jeremiah, what you're saying. Well, you know, sometimes to take an opportunity, you can't be a coward. you got to be a person that's willing to step out, amen, and reach out in the Bible. You can look through the Bible. You'll see these people could not be cowards, amen. They have to be people that flow in the ability of God to be able to do what they're supposed to do. Amen. You got to be a person that's willing to move, willing to be not a weak person. Amen. You need to be secure in God. I love to do a message on that sometime about being secure in God. Amen. And so it's important that you're secure. You know, you're willing to move. You're willing to not be weak. Amen. You're somebody that has confidence in Christ helping you. Amen. Someone that's that knows he's going to help you get through the circumstances. Amen. Why? Because some opportunities, they may not come back around. Amen. You know, I may not have got an opportunity to minister to that gentleman on the truck again. I may not get another, you know, another opportunity to minister to that gentleman that was about 80 years old, you know, you know, so those opportunities may never come back around. I don't know that they're even still alive today. I don't know, you know, and it's like, I have to be ready for those opportunities and take those opportunities as they come. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And what we defined opportunity as a favorable, favorable juncture of circumstances, a chance for advancement or progress. Think about that. Now it's a favorable junction of circumstances, a chance for advancement or progress. Amen. In your life. Amen. It's a favorable junction of circumstances. You know, you just happen to be there at that place at the right time. Amen. I like to speak that, you know, I say that all the time every day, you know, matter of fact, in our confessions, if you are, do our listen to our coffee with confessions, we do every Monday. And we do those so you can download them through the week. Uh, one of the confessions there is that my steps are ordered by the Lord. I'm always at the right place at the right time. You know, God wants you to be at the right place at the right time. It's good that you say it. You're speaking it. I'm always at the right place at the right time. My steps are ordered by the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so it's a favorable junction of circumstances, a chance of advancement or progress. Amen. In your life. And then we talked, we're talking about seizing opportunities. So we define seize as to take a position of by force or at will to take position or control of as if by suddenly laying it 
hold, to take hold of suddenly or forcibly, to grasp or to grasp mentally. You know, think about that. You know, you need to seize your opportunities as they come by. Don't let them pass you by. Amen. You know, because you don't know when you'll have that opportunity again, you know, and you need to be a person that's willing to seize them. I like what Thomas Edison said. He says, opportunity is missed by most people because it comes with overalls and it looks like work. Amen. You know, it may take some extra time with somebody. You may have to sit with somebody for a little while, have a lunch with somebody, be a blessing to somebody. You know, maybe you're going to have to work in a new business or a new opportunity God's given you, or or maybe you're going to have to take some time. If you're doing music, record some more music. It's it's going to take work, you know, to, to take advantage of every opportunity. Amen. And, and once you get the opportunity, it's going to be work. You might as well get used to the work, <laughs> man. You know, I'm, I remember I took advantage of playing with a, a, band, a Christian band. I'll never forget, you know, it was one of the first things I did did as I rededicated my life to the Lord. And it took a lot of work. I had to play a lot of the same songs a lot. We had to practice. We recorded some things. You know, we had to play the shows, had to carry the stuff around. You know, it's work, you know, but the opportunities came and I was able to be a blessing to other people. Amen. And, you know, you, with your th situation, it may take some work. Amen. It, you know, wherever you're at, there's different levels of work. And the more you progress, there's more responsibility. You know, I never forget a gentleman said to me one time, it's really good. He said, you know, some of you are talking about getting a bigger house, you know, which God wants to prosper. He wants to give you a bigger home. But the bigger the home, the more responsibility you you have. Amen. And you have to take that into consideration. You're going to have more responsibility. Amen. So there is going to be work. You know, I like what Thomas says and said there, an opportunity is missed by most people because it comes with overalls and it looks like work. But how many more people are you going to reach? How many more people can you be a blessing as you grow? And as you are able to take those opportunities and reach out to other people, amen, it's important that we got to be people that are willing to work, you know, people that are willing to step out and people that are willing to, to put our hand to the plow and do what we need to do to be a blessing to other people, amen. You know, getting people water where there's no water, you know, that's some work, amen. You know, getting the Bible out to countries that, you know, that don't have the word, you know, you think about that, that's some work, amen. You know, present those opportunities will never come back again if you don't reach out to them. But it's important that you take advantage of those opportunities, amen. And it may take some work. Don't be afraid of a little work, amen. Don't be afraid of getting out and doing what God has you to do, amen. Uh, I was remember listening to a, a quote not too long ago, and I think I said it in one of the other messages, you know, uh, they were talking to a gentleman. He said and he was, he'd been very, uh, did very well with his life, you know, and they said, well, uh, wh what would you say that you would uh, credit that to? He said, well, you know, he said, uh, the the thing was, you know, you need to work just half days and you would be successful, you know? He said, and it doesn't really matter which half. He said, the first 12 hours or the last 12 hours. <laughs> He was willing to work, put the work in so that he could be a blessing to other people. Amen. And sometimes that's what you got to do. You know, you may have to do things that you wouldn't normally do, but you know, it's the fulfillment is there. Amen. The joy is there. Amen. You know, and after a while you'll be, that'll be all you do, you know, praise the Lord for the Lord, you know, full time being a blessing to other people, you know, if you're willing to work for it. Amen. Amen. You know, so opportunities are missed by most people because they come with overalls and they look like work. Wow. That's pretty, pretty, pretty important. Uh, what he's saying there, praise the Lord. Amen. If I can spit it out. <laughs> It's important when opportunities are presented, we have the right perspective. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is having the right perspective. Amen. And uh, it's important that we do have the right perspective when an opportunity comes our way, you know. 
I remember listening to my wife. She was talking about how she was talking with another counselor. You know, my wife, is she has a master's in uh, counseling. She was talking with another counselor and he was talking about how, uh, you know, we have to be careful about painting ourselves into a corner. And, and this is a real problem uh, that people have the wrong perspectives and it's, it's very easy to have the wrong perspectives on life. You know, you know, you think about that, you know, if I, you were in a room and they painted the whole floor and then you were back here in a box, you know, and uh, where there was no paint, you know, you've painted yourself into a corner, you know, and this has to do with your thoughts and your perspectives on life. You know, you think, well, I can't get out of this. I'm stuck in this situation. I can't do nothing else. You know, I was watching a show uh, just the other night about a person, you know, how they'd been taking care of uh, their mother and she gotten at an elder age and they spent their whole life doing it. Now she wanted to go do something different with her life. And she didn't feel like she could because there was no other opportunity. Yet her sister comes into the picture and, and she says, well, we'll, we'll put her into this place. That's not far from us, you know, and uh, she'll move, may have to move to another state. But she made the situation work, you know, and, uh, you know, we get to where we think or get ourselves painted into a corner where we feel like we can't change the situation or and we can't get out of it when there's millions of ways God can work out a situation. God can fix it in so many ways. Amen. And, you know, we have to be careful with our mindsets and our perspectives of getting ourselves where we feel like we can only go one certain way. You know, God has many ways he can work things out. He can fix your situation in a heartbeat, praise the Lord, amen. But you got to be willing to listen and be insensitive to the Holy Spirit, amen. And he'll give you the grace to do whatever it is, amen. Whatever it is and whatever challenge it is, God will help you get the right perspective. He'll help you uh, get out of that situation where you're painted into a corner, amen. You know, I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been there. I felt like, well, man, I just can't do nothing different, you know. I can't do, you know. But God, if he calls you to do something else, he can fix the situation. He can, he can make it work if when he presents an opportunity feel free to take that opportunity god will work it out and he has a way of doing it amen you can't live your life always feeling like you can't do anything you've got to feel like a person with perspective with that has the perspective i can do whatever god has me to do amen i remember when i was going to uh i was uh, the lord was leading me to go to uh, bible school i'll never forget you know i had to go into another city you know and i was used to my own city that i was raised in you know and i'd been there for some time and you know this was a whole different place for me you know and i, I could get the perspective Hey, I can't, it's more comfortable to stay here. <laughs> it's more comfortable to be where I'm at while they provide me a job. I have a job here. Or is there going to be a job there? You know, is there going to, uh, uh, are things going to work out when I get over there? You know, this is what he's leading me to do, but it's much more comfortable to stay here. Have you ever felt that way? It's much more comfortable to stay where I'm at. You know, it's, it's, I'm used to this. I like staying here. You know, I, I'm very comfortable with what I do, you know? You know, and some people just don't like change, you know, but, you know, the Holy Spirit is, he's a God of change, you know, he's moving different directions all the time. And you got to be able to move with the Holy Spirit in which way he's moving. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, and if he's leading you to do something different, or if he's giving you an opportunity to do something different, you've got to be a person that's willing to seize those opportunities. Amen. Why? Because we, we said before, sometimes those opportunities don't ever come back. Amen. You know, if you, if you take an opportunity when you're younger, you know, and you get older, it's a little bit harder to do some of those things, you know, he's coming to you at a season for a reason to do something for a particular reason. And you have to remember, he knows what's down the road. He knows what's going to happen to your life. He knows what you're going to face. 
and praise the Lord. So you have to be a person that's willing to do that, you know, and it's amazing, you know, when I stepped out and I did the Bible school and I went to Bible school and how he provided for me every month and, and how he provided a job and, and then he provided another job that's even better, you know, it just got better and better is amazing, you know. You think about how he, he wants to do that for you and he'll take care of you in anything that you do. If you're willing to let him do that for you, praise the Lord. Amen. He, he knows what you need. He knows what you need more than you do. Praise the Lord. You have to keep that in mind. You know, he knows what you like better than you know what you like because he created you. Amen. He's God that created you. Amen. And he knows what you enjoy and he doesn't want you to miss out. Amen. And it's important that we're sensitive to him and listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Henry Ford said this. He said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> wow. Think about that. You know, it has to do with your perspective. Amen. What's your perspective today? What are you seeing? Do you feel like that opportunity is just too big and too much to, to do or too challenging, too much that, you know, for me to do, you know, what's your perspective? Amen. You know, and we, we have to have a good perspective on life. You know, we have to have the right perspective concerning things, you know, so today we're going to be talking about perspective concerning opportunities. Amen. Amen. There, there are really two perspectives when it comes to opportunities that are available. And uh, the number one one would be, I'm more comfortable to where I'm, where I'm at, <laughs> you know, and a lot of people are very comfortable where they're at. They don't, they, they don't want to jump on an opportunity. They don't want to do anything else. They'd rather watch a, you know, uh, another show, watch a, watch something, uh, you know, their, their favorite episode of something tonight, you know, you know, they're, you, you know, Lord's leading you to do something else, but they're not willing to change. They're not willing to take opportunities when they're presented to them not willing to change their ritual of doing things, you know, and you've got to be a person that's willing to, to go after opportunities, willing to step out. Amen. How are you going to enjoy your life? If you're not willing to be a person of ambition, a person that's willing to jump out at an opportunity and see what, how fun it can be with an adventure of faith with God. Amen. Now you can sit at home and you not you won't have the stories to tell about what God can do for you. Amen. Or you can have the stories and be a blessing to someone else. Amen. Talk about the opportunities God gave you you jumped on. Amen. Remember Peter getting out of the boat? Man, we're still talking about it today. Peter got out of the boat, steps out there on the water with Jesus. You know, Jesus, he said, can I get out there? <laughs> Sees the water out there, you know? And Jesus says, come on, boy, you know? And he jumps out, steps on the water, you know? And no one else in the boat got out. Can you imagine Peter probably bragged about that? You know, hey, you guys didn't get out. I got out. You know, even he sank a little bit, but the Lord picked him up, you know. But he's the only one we know of that walked on water. Think about that. <laughs> Boy, those are some bragging rights, praise the Lord. Hey, I walked on the water with Jesus. You guys just sat in the boat, you know. <laughs> Think about that, you know. He was able to have bragging rights, you know. He could tell his story. You know, and you think about that, you know, he, he had all these things to talk about because he had an adventure of faith. Amen. And God wants you to have an adventure of faith. You know, he wants you to have some things to talk about, you know, talk about how good he is to you. Praise the Lord to the world. Amen. And that only comes if you step out with opportunities as he presents them. Amen. And you're being led by the Holy Spirit and taking those opportunities as he leads you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, and you think about that today, you know, you're going to have all kinds of stories when you walk in faith with God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's a wonderful God. And now there's another perspective you could take. I believe it can be done. Amen. That's the other perspective. Now you can believe I'm comfortable where I'm at. That's that can be the perspective you take on, or you can take on the perspective. I believe I can do it. 
or I believe it can be done. Think about that now. Those are two different, totally different attitudes. Amen. And so many people, they stay in the first one. They say, I'm comfortable where I'm at. You know, somebody comes by and Lord presents an opportunity. You know, you're just comfortable where you're at. You know, you don't want to step out. You don't want to do something different than your routine, you know, not willing to take, use the energy to take someone out to lunch or be a blessing to them or use the energy of finding out about an opportunity. You know, you think about that today, you know, are you willing to be a person that steps out? Amen. A person that believes it can be done. Amen. First Corinthians 16, nine, the Amplified says it like this. It says, because a wide door of effectual service is open unto me in Ephesus, a very promising opportunity. And there are many adversaries. Amen. So this is important that we we think about the perspective, Paul, how he did this. He he pointed out first about the wide door, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And a lot of people don't do that, you know. You know, there could have been a wide door, you know, and he talks about the adversaries last, you know, but a lot of people put the adversaries first. <laughs> if they were writing this verse here, you know, they would say, well, well, you know, there's there were tons of big enemies out there, lots of big enemies, you know, but there's a wide door over there of opportunity, you know. You know, Paul didn't do that, though. He put the he put the wide door up front in the verse. Did you notice that? He says, because a wide door of effective service has been presented unto me in Ephesus, a very promising opportunity. <laughs> he emphasizes the big opportunity. And then he makes the adversaries, he puts them on the end. He says, and there are many adversaries. It makes them kind of low, doesn't he? It sounds like a guy, a guy that had a lot of experience with adversaries, doesn't it? You know, and he, it sounds like a guy that felt like he could overcome the adversaries with no problem. Praise the Lord. Amen. Has to do with our perspective. The word perspective, I looked it up and I thought we'd look at some different words that mean perspective. It means angle, aspect, attitude, context, mindset, pro, uh, prospect, and viewpoint. So what's your viewpoint today? What's your mindset today? What's your attitude today? Amen. Amen. Are you looking more at the adversaries or are you looking at the open door? Amen. You know, and that's interesting because Paul put the open door up first. Amen. Are you? And so he was focused more on the open door, wasn't he? He was focused on the opportunity that was presented to him. You know, I was watching recently a documentary about the uh, the company McDonald's. You know, I love McDonald's cheeseburgers. You know, I haven't been eating them lately because I've actually been on a uh, a uh, different kind of eating plan for my life, basically here trying to be healthy. But I love McDonald's. I love cheeseburgers. Praise the Lord. Amen. I love nuggets too. I like the chicken nuggets. Dear Lord, we just go down the menu. I like their ice cream. I like their, their burgers. <laughs> I like their chicken nuggets. Praise the Lord. Uh, I, I like McDonald's. Praise the Lord. I, I even like the pies. Boy, I like to get the, the burger, the pie. I like, I like McDonald's, praise the Lord. Amen. Now, I know there's a lot of people have a lot of opinions of McDonald's. That's fine. But it's interesting that when you look at the uh, the two brothers that put together McDonald's, uh, if you look at the documentary, you know, they, they weren't very successful at first. You know, they started out with a hot dog stand. Actually, they were working uh, for a studio at first driving trucks in a, in a bad economy. And then they ended up uh, having a hot dog stand after watching a guy having success with a hot dog stand. And then they ended up opening and they moved that hot dog stand. They split it in two parts, made it come under a bridge because they, on the main highway, they couldn't move their stand and they didn't, uh, they were trying to move their stand to another location. They cut it in two and took it in two parts under a bridge, you know, so they could get it to where it needed to go, where they were moving their hot dog stand, changed it into it. They saw at the time the drive-through restaurants were, 
or IHOP or a hop. I'm trying to think what they're called. I hop burger restaurants or, you know, where you kind of like Sonic, you know, you, where you go up and you get your food, you know, or kind of popular at the time, you know, and, uh, it was interesting. So they tried to do that, you know, and at that time they would bring out your food to you, you know, and they'd actually use plates and all that regular plates and all that. But then, uh, then they decided, man, we've got to do something different. Cause that was only six. It was doing all right, but it wasn't as successful as they wanted to be. And uh, so what they did is they closed down their restaurant and then they revamped everything. They took all this time to revamp everything so that they could have a faster service. They took out what was most important. They kept what was most important in the menu so that they could be successful and getting rid of everything on the menu, you know, sell everything, you know, and took out the stuff that they didn't have to have, you know, and then they, they made it to where they had the first fast food restaurant and they could get it out. And they said it was something like 30 seconds. They could have your food made, you know, and then you threw away your food and you could go on. Well, they, they, they went through all this took, uh, I believe it's five months to, to, to get this process all worked out. They would on a tennis court kind of create how they were going to make this a fast process, you know, Hey, let's get the pickles on the burger. Let's get all this going quick as we can, you know, get the mustard on the burger, have the burgers flipped over here. Let's make sure they all go quickly, you know, which pretty much they do that in all the restaurants now, but they were the, they were the first to have that fast food uh, where you could get it quickly, you know, and, uh, you know, you think about that, you know, they, they revamped their process and they got that process right, you know, and they made sure, you know, they could have, you know, if they wanted to, they could look at the perspective of, Hey, I'm, I've already done this and uh, I just, I don't know that we can be successful at this. I'm comfortable with the drive-through service, you know, the way it was and how people came up and we took the food out to them. We could say, we don't want any change, you know, or they can do a whole new process, have a whole different perspective. Hey, let's do something no one's ever done before. <laughs> hey man, let's make the process faster, you know? And so they did that and they implemented it and then it wasn't a success right away, you know? But after some time, it became very successful. And you think about that today, you know, they could have had that old mentality. I don't want to change. You know, I'm just going to do what others are doing. I don't want to do anything new. I don't want to take any chances. I don't want to be brave and step out there and do something different. Amen. You know, or they could have the perspective, hey, let's do something different. Let's leave our mark. Amen. And that's what they did. They, they made the fastest fast food you can think of i think they said it was 30 seconds they could make their food at that time when they first had that first mcdonald's restaurant wow powerful to think about you know but they were had the perspective they could do something different they could do better amen and you know god's given us opportunities to be better and be successful and we can accomplish our dreams and it may not be something that everybody else is doing amen but we have to be people that are willing to take those opportunities as they come to us amen apostle paul had this mindset he could do all things with Christ. Amen. Didn't matter what, if there were adversaries in the way or challenges in the way, you know, whatever challenges you're looking at today and you think they're impossible. He, that's not how Paul looked at it. He didn't look at it like it was impossible. He looked at it like, Hey, this is just a challenge and I'm going to come through it. Praise the Lord. Philippians 4:13 says it like this. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Amen. This was Paul's perspective. What's your perspective? Do you believe with all things Christ can help you to do it? Amen. You can accomplish your dreams and your goals. Amen. What's your perspective today? Do you just see yourself not getting through the circumstances of life and you're not ever going to accomplish your dreams or goals? You know, I was listening to recently to a biography of uh, the story of uh, Kurt Cobain, you know, and I'm not saying I endorse all his music and everything, but it was a very interesting story. He came from basically, you know, he, he, he didn't have a whole lot and 
and he, he, he at 14, he was given a guitar, you know, and then at uh, 14, after he got the guitar, you know, he, he's like, man, this is what I'm good at, you know, found out, found his gifting, you know, and then after he, he started playing guitar, then he, he ended up quitting school because he wanted to get all into his music, you know. And then after some time, you know, after doing that, you know, he was, he, he had to get a job because he wasn't making any money. You know, his mom kicked him out because he quit school. And, uh, you know, he's, he wanted to just have a music career, you know, a very interesting story with this gentleman. You know, of course he had lots of challenges, of course, you know, but it's interesting though, his gift ended up making room for him, his music ability. Now I, I wish I could say he used it for God, but he didn't use it for God. But you think about that, you know, his gift made room for him. You know, he, uh, he ended up working a job, you know, working in high school, working at, uh, uh, as a janitor, which is very interesting because they talked about his first video. They actually had a janitor in his first video on MTV, you know, and, uh, you know, because that was something he related to, you know, and he ended up doing his music. His first song, one of his first songs was a big hit and it actually hit the number one on the charts. And it actually knocked Michael Jackson out of number one. His song did at that time. Wow. Think about that, you know, and it wasn't like big guitar riffs. It wasn't nothing a big guitar solo in the song, you know, it was his songs that he did, you know, now I'm not saying I endorse every one of his songs. I'm just saying though, your gift can make room for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. And you should be giving glory to God with your gift, but think about that, you know, coming from those types of things, getting a guitar at 14 years old, working as a janitor. <laughs> Amazing. You know, you think about that, you know, how you can, your gift can make room for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Your gift can make room for you in any aspect. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So Paul's, his perspective was, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. What is your perspective today? What do you see yourself doing? Philippians 4.13, the Amplified says it like this. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him and who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Wow, that's powerful to think about. Are you self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency? Amen. Do you believe you can accomplish anything through Christ? Amen. Paul tapped into something here, didn't he? He was able to go through life and accomplish his dreams, accomplish his goals, because he tapped in into the self-sufficiency of Christ Jesus. Amen. He, he realized he needed him to help him do it. Amen. And you can accomplish your dreams and your goals if you have Christ helping you, Jesus helping you in every circumstance. Amen. He's going to help you defeat your enemies. He's going to help you have the grace you need, the strength you need, the ability you need. Amen. To fulfill your opportunities if you're willing to let him help you with that. Philippians 4.13, the Passion Translation says like this, I know that what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance, for I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger, and I find the strength of Christ's explosive power fuses me to conquer every difficulty. Amen. He, he'll help you conquer every difficulty if you'll let him infuse his inner power into you, praise the Lord. Paul believed he could overcome all obstacles every one of them amen do you believe you can overcome every obstacle what do you think about yourself today amen what do you think you can do today amen I, you know i can't speak on behalf of you i can talk about me all day long but what about you what, what about you when you're by yourself can you overcome 
every circumstance. What about you and God? What, what's that relationship between you and God like? Amen. Are you strong in him? Amen. Are you getting closer to him so that you can take every opportunity and have the ability to do it? Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians 2.14. No, now thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest his savior of his knowledge by us in every place. That's the King James Version. Amen. I like that. That was Paul's attitude. That's how he saw life. Amen. And that's how you should see life. Amen. Why would we have this in the Bible? Why would two-thirds of the New Testament and Paul give us all this information and tell us, hey, you can overcome in every circumstance? He says that you can always triumph in every circumstance. Why would he give you that information? Because he wants you to know you can overcome. You can always triumph through Christ Jesus. I thought the message was even better, and this is talking about the open door, but it also talks about the same verse here. Let's read this real quick in the message, and that's a second chapter 14 through 17. It says, when I arrived in Troyes to proclaim the message of the Messiah, I found the place wide open. God had opened the door. All I had to do was walk through it. But when I find when I didn't find Titus waiting for me and with news of your condition, I couldn't relax. Worried about you, I left and came to Macedonia province looking for Titus and I was in a reassuring word on you. And I got it, thank God. In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. <laughs> Isn't that good? Amen. He's leads you from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Because of Christ, we give off a sweet sense, rising to God, which is recognized by those on the way of salvation and aroma, redolent with life. Amen. Think about that. You know, is he leave, given an exquisite? Is, is your life given an exquisite, exquisite fragrance of, of God's presence because of the victories you're having? Think about that today. Are you? Are you? Are you leaving a fragrance of God everywhere you go because you're taking those opportunities and God's helping you be successful in what you're doing? Think about that. That's powerful to think about. You know, story after story. You know that you're leaving to be a blessing to other people. Paul believed with him and God. He was up to any challenge, amen. Any challenge he faced, whatever he went through, this was this was his perspective on life. He had a perspective he could accomplish his dreams, his goals. It wasn't any challenge for him, praise the Lord, amen. He believed he could do it. Numbers 13, 16 through 33, this is really interesting. Moses sends out the two spies to look at the land. Listen to what it says here. These are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Ashua and son of Nun, Joshua. And Moses sent them out to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land what it is. And the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether it in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first uh, grapes there. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin and Zoab as the men come from Harib. And they ascended by the south and came unto Harib. 
and Shulam, and Shishi, and Talmai, and the children of Anak were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zion in Egypt, and they came unto the brook of Eshcol, and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff. Now think about that. That's a big thing of grapes. Two people carrying it. Wow. And they brought of the uh, prominence of the uh, the figs, and the place was called the brook of Eshcol, because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from the thence, and they returned from searching out the land after forty days, and and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel into the wilderness of Paran, and to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land, and they told them and said, We came unto a land whether there sentest us. And surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, the Amalekites, and dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb, now listen to what Caleb says, and still the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome. So he had his own perspective, didn't he? Caleb saw, hey, we can, there's giants there, but we have God on our side and we can overcome it. Amen. So he had this perspective. Amen. Let's see what the other people's perspective was. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. Now, Think about that. You know, they're not stronger than God. Amen. There's nobody stronger than God. Amen. Caleb had the right spirit, but these people got themselves setting these people up on a pedestal they shouldn't be set on. You know, think about that now. They've made their situation bigger than it should be, you know, in their own minds. Are you doing that today? Are you making your situation bigger than it should be? You know, you need to have the right perspective. God can bring you through with no problem. It doesn't matter what the circumstance what the challenge is, you know, but what's your perspective today? Amen. Are you looking at it like it can't be fixed? Or are you looking at it like, hey, we can do it with God's help? Amen. He says, but we are not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. He brought up an evil report of a land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Wow, think about that. They had an evil report, amen, and even at one point they say that these people will even see us this way. Well, then now they're lying, <laughs> amen. They don't know how those people see them. How could you know what those people see, you know? But they were saying that the, they, they, these people saw that, that they could take us. But the truth was, actually, if you looked and study it, you'll find out that they were actually scared of them taking them. You know, that was, they were hearing the rumors about how God would help them, you know, overcome the circumstances, you know. And it's interesting. We can have the wrong perspectives in life. You know, we can see what well, we can be like Caleb and have the right perspective. Is that how you are today? Are you having the right perspective? Hey, we can do this. We can accomplish this. Wow. We can do it. No problem. You know, it may even be a small situation. You know, with a person, how you, you just want to give them, be a witness to them, or it may be a big situation, you know, it doesn't really matter. What's your perspective on it? How do you see it? Do you see that you can do it with God's help? Are you seeing that it's just too big for me? I can't do it. Well, Paul's attitude was, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. Amen. And you need to have the right perspective. God can help you 
do all things. Amen. Not a challenge he can't face, or a challenge that you face that he can't get you through. There's not a challenge you can come up against that God can't bring you through. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, you can make it as big as you want. You can put it in your mind. It can be as big as you want, you know, but it's important that you have the right perspective. What was that quote we quoted earlier? It was really good. We were talking about um, Henry Ford. He says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So it's important that we're thinking the right way. Amen. Make sure you think the right way. What was it that God told you know, then to get into the promised land and Joshua, the first chapter, he said, meditate day and night. You need to be thinking about the right things, thinking about how you can fulfill God's purpose in the right way. Amen. You, you need to get the things around you in the right perspective. You know, I can do it. I can accomplish it. No problem with God's help. Can I accomplish the dreams, the goals, Anything God puts on my heart, I can do it with God's help. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We need to have the right perspectives. We need to be listening and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and knowing we can accomplish what God has put into our hearts. Praise the Lord. Amen. Remember the story of David? He's out and he's taking care of the sheep, you know, and he's out there, you know, and just with God, he's taking, he's doing the things he needs to do, you know. And uh, he comes out there and he finds out when Goliath is out there, you know, and they're out there hiding from Goliath. He's challenging them, telling them to come out against him. And and David comes out there and finds out what's going on, you know. And he, he asked them, he said, who is this uncircumcised uh, Philistine out there? Who is Who does he think he is, you know? And David had a different perspective about what, what was going on. They were like, no one can defeat him. Look at him, David. And David's like, who does he think he is? What's your perspective on your situation? How are you looking at the, the situation? Amen. It's important that we see it the way God sees it. God sees you overcoming. God sees you accomplishing your dreams and your goals with him. He sees you doing great things with his help. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today, Father. And Father, we just lift it up to you today, Father, these people, Father, and Father, we ask that you help them, Lord, to have the right perspective this week. Help them to see what you see for them, Father, Lord. You see them as a winner. You see them accomplishing their dreams and their goals, Father, with you. And Father, we just ask that you help them to see that today, Father, Lord. And we just ask, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in advance. And we give you all the praise. And if there's someone here, you don't know Jesus, and you'd like to know him today, you can know him today. All you got to do is just pray with me this prayer. The Bible says in Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th verse, if you'll confess Jesus as Lord and believe God has risen, risen from the, believe Jesus has risen from the dead, you shall be saved. You don't have to go around wondering if you're saved today. You can get saved right now. And let's do it. Let's pray right now. Father, let's pray this after me. Father, I just believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. Jesus. I ask you to be Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. And I just thank you, Father, for it in advance in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, if you prayed that with me, uh, you you are saved right now. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, and if you'd like to, you can email us here at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. And yeah, well, even as I go on here, I feel the Lord's telling me there's some people that need to rededicate their lives. Let's pray for you today, too. Father, we just ask, Lord, that you... Or just pray this with me. Father, I just ask, I just rededicate my life to you right now. 
Father, and I'm going to walk with you. Help me with all my other stuff that I've, I've had trouble with. Forgive me of all my sins. I just repent. Father, help me to get along with you and help me to fulfill my purpose for you right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, as these people are coming back to you today, Father, Lord, give them the strength. Father, help them, Lord, to, to, have, to grow in you to where they don't to get off track, Father, today. Help them, Lord, to stay on track with you, Lord. Help them to grow spiritually so that it's not easy to get off track and they're, and they're getting closer to you, Father, Lord, and fulfill their purpose for you. And, Father, we just ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, you know, if you pray those prayers with me and you rededicate your life or you ask Jesus to come into your heart, let us know so that we can be a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. Just email us. I'll correspond with you. We love you. God bless you. We hope that you have a wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.com. Thank you for listening.